0: Grace, the Amy Santiago of Royal Bloggers. And I'm Jessica, the Dorothy's Borener of Royal Bloggers. And we'd like to welcome you to On Air, the podcast where two cynical Brits discuss the latest royal news and the truth behind the story.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the On Air podcast. Thankfully no one else has died. So... <laughs> so Obviously the funeral still hasn't happened. So we record on a Sunday, the funeral happens tomorrow. Um, the only other thing that was kind of going on around this time was the um, Jubilee celebrations for Queen Margrethe in Denmark, but obviously that was quite overshadowed and had to be scaled back a little bit because of the death of the Queen in the UK. So um, we didn't really want to talk about that either. <laughs> um, but we started thinking <laughs> what kind of brings those two things to con- you know, connects those two things and uh, we decided we would talk this episode about coronations and so obviously we've got a new king so there will be a coronation soon-ish and Queen Margrethe is queen so she was crowned shortly after her jubilee so this is our very tenuous (laughs) connection as to why we're doing the coronation. Let's kick off. What (laughs) is a coronation? The official definition of a coronation is the crowning of the monarch. So no crown, no coronation.
0: Yes. And when we refer to coronations, I think in general we refer to like the whole shebang. We refer to refer to the, you know, the oaths, the fancy clothes, you know, the whole thing. But if that crown isn't there and it's not getting put on someone's head, it's not a coronation. Not a coronation.
1: In modern terms, people will say the coronation of such and such, and they didn't actually have a coronation, but we all know what they mean.
0: Yeah, and I know this is really unrelated, but every time I type coronation, I would automatically type coronation street. So it, I just want to point out how long it took me to make these notes because I kept <laughs> Googling coronation street by accident. <laughs> do,
1: do, do, do,
0: do. That's
1: yes, so the, the roots of the modern coronation uh, are very, very old. They stretch back kind of thousands of years. Um, Back to the time when the leader, the monarch, whatever they called them at the time, had this kind of divine right. And I found out that, this I did not know this, but there's actually coronations mentioned in the Bible.
0: Yes, like when um, kings would be sort of crowned like King David, Um, which is really funny to me because the Bible coronations were kind of the basis for modern Christian coronations whereas the Bible coronations, which would have happened, would have happened to non-Christian people. who have completely different coronations nowadays. So something got a bit lost in translation in the Bible, (laughs) not going to lie. But yeah,
1: so it's something that has very, very ancient roots. And I think you can see that from its very earliest days, it was kind of religious in origin, not necessarily Christian, but it always had this kind of element of presenting somebody with a crown. And I suppose we've kind of lost a little bit of over the centuries kind of lost a little bit of understanding of exactly why all that happens the way that it does why we give somebody a crown um but I suppose there's kind of like sun worship was a big thing and it kind of creates like a halo almost around you and there's also like a lot of the early monarchies who did coronations the ring shape was very significant the fact that it went all the way around the head was kind of like a show of unity so like if um, I think in ancient Egypt at one point there was like separate parts of Egypt and then it became united and so the crown was supposed to symbolize like the united country so it you know it, there's it but when it's something that's like 4,000 years old it's very difficult to understand exactly why humans did it the way that they did it at the beginning and why we still do it that way.
0: Yeah I think most of the coronations that we have today are sorts I'm gonna say it's kind of at their essence, were based on the ancient Egyptian coronations. And obviously, the king of the gods in ancient Egypt was Ra, the sun god. So there's that sort of immediate sun link. Um, And then kind of, as it coronations carried on throughout the centuries, sort of after the Holy Roman Empire sort of sprung into action, and they started becoming sort of more heavily influenced by Christianity, they kind of, backdated all their references so the crown stopped being ah uh, the crown because it's the sun and started being ah uh, the crown of thorns from jesus that was it the whole time the whole time yeah. jesus wasn't around when we started doing this
1: as we do very well in europe we just sort of combined everybody else's traditions that we liked but it, it just i i called it in my notes a uh snowball of tradition so there we go i like
0: that snowball yeah. of tradition so if you look at um the sort of very first few countries who were who used the coronation in the way we use it now, rather than the ancient Egyptians who had their own they had a coronation, but it was a it was a different different kettle of fish. Um you have um England, Sicily, Jerusalem, and France. And only one of them still has a monarchy. Two of them aren't even countries anymore. Um, but those I think you can see from that kind of base of four how they were so incredibly Christian and European that that is the kind of heavy influence that spread out even in you know Asian and African um, communities today, it's still got that influence. I
1: think when a lot of people think of the term coronation, they think of sort of like medieval England. And I think there is a reason for that because it had a particular importance there because succession did happen automatically. But in that era, they basically were like, well, just because it's gone to you, you haven't actually had that crown on you. So it's still up for grabs. And so there was kind of a window where everybody was like rushing to be the first one crowned. It didn't actually matter who had been the heir or who had succeeded. And so I think if you look at somebody like Lady Jane Grey in the Tudor era, She, I, I'm very annoyed that nobody recognizes Jane <laughs> as queen because she was the official heir and she was proclaimed queen. She was queen, and, but she wasn't crowned and she was only queen for nine days. And so when you look at lists, and I don't know if this is just propaganda, Mary I, her propaganda is still lasting, I don't know. But like I have a ruler in my house with all of the monarchs of... England for some reason one of those do you yeah I got it from my history teacher um (laughs) she bought it as a present for us but I I got one of those and it doesn't have Jane on there we've never had a Queen Jane officially so I think one of the reasons why we we so heavily associate that even though we still do the coronation pretty much the same way it was a thousand years ago I think the reason that we often automatically think of that era is because the coronation at that point in time wasn't just a a traditional ceremony that happened.
0: And then you had countries like Hungary where if the monarch didn't have a coronation they weren't the monarchs. Whereas for example in the UK we have that continuing line so the long the king is dead long live the king type thing. They didn't have that in Hungary so they had kind of like interim monarchs or interim leaders until the coronation happened which would have been a lot closer time span.
1: Back in that day it was very, you know, the entire population would have believed this person was anointed by God. And it didn't really matter that they just happened to be the person who had the biggest army or the person who was first to make it to the church um, with the crown, you know, and managed to get themselves crowned. Um, that doesn't matter. As soon as it happens, they're they're actually crowned. There's some kind of spiritual mythical religious anoint. there's something that happens that means that like it's more of a big deal to overthrow somebody who has been crowned than it is to overthrow somebody who hasn't been crowned yet because they haven't had that communion with god i suppose and in that day in a that sort of era it would have been very
0: very important in a way that it possibly isn't now revolutions and republicanism movements they tend to have started post the protestant revolution so when you know, Europe moved away from Catholicism, which is very heavy on the symbolism and divinity of everything. Suddenly it seemed more okay to be like, actually, this person isn't anointed by God.
1: Generally speaking, over time, the idea of the coronation did start to change. And as you as you say, it was sort of after the Reformation that kind of people started to challenge this divine right of kings. Um, Countries started to kind of secularize. Unsurprisingly, given that, you know, we mentioned them as one of the few countries that actually did the sort of grand crowning. Um, While all of these other, while all society started to secularize a little bit and religion started to sort of not become as much of a prominent thing, the UK has kept hold of that traditional idea of what a coronation is. Um, And so it's currently, I mean, we'll talk about what the other monarchies do, but it's currently the only country in Europe that still has this traditional idea of a coronation. And again unsurprisingly while other countries have all modernized we're still doing what we did a thousand years ago
0: (laughs) I was like oh yeah coronations are fairly similar they don't change that much and then I was looking into it and I was like oh no we are still doing the same coronation we did for William the Conqueror yeah like he didn't he didn't even know what baths were
1: no no But yeah, I mean, adaptations have been made over the years. Like, obviously, the Queen televised her coronation, which is not—I mean, that wasn't available before. Um, but uh, you know, it—it—it it, 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 so things do change. But the kind of core elements of and sort of the order of the elements of a coronation do go back pretty much unchanged for a thousand years.
0: Yeah, I think as even in the kind of where it happens, nearly every. British UK coronation, so starting with kind of English and becoming the UK, has been in Westminster Abbey by the Archbishop of Canterbury in the presence of Parliament, the church, the states, and the territories of Britain. So, whether that's, you know, in the modern era, it's the Commonwealth realms, or in the back of the day, it was the colonies. The modern kind of UK coronation really brings in the kind of English monarchy, the Welsh monarchy and the Scottish monarchies, they've all kind of combined. So even though it's very similar to the um William the Conqueror coronation in 1066, it's got, you know, because the Scottish monarchy became the English monarchy and because the Welsh monarchy became the UK monarchy, they've all kind of taken little bits that have just sort of added into the overall grandeur of the event. Yes,
1: once again, it's this um, snowball of tradition, as I've, I've coined that term now. But yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, I obviously know, only really know about the Scottish element. And this is, again, we'll talk about this in more detail closer to the time of the coronation. But, like, we have a stone, which is called the Stone of Schoon.
0: I thought it was pronounced scone, and I was very excited. I was like, scone, every time I read it. It should be, because then it rhymes. The stone, <laughs> the stone of, of Schoon. like wow that sounds exciting
1: exactly and also makes you think of scones um or i'd say scones anyway so it wouldn't properly rhyme for me but never mind anyway that so that's a a big rock um that basically had a very important role within scottish coronations and some english dude was like this is an interesting stone maybe i'll take it and we'll crown everybody with it for a thousand years and then everyone will get really mad at us uh, and it now, it's its a long story, it now is back in Scotland, but it will be used in the coronation because there's a, an agreement that it will go back to England only for coronations, and then it will go back to Scotland, but, you know, whether it was by force or whether it was a nice gesture to invite people in, it definitely has been kind of, they've been like, oh, well, we'll just pinch this from Scotland and pinch this from Wales and pinch this from Ireland and, you know, kind of um, build up, you know, they, The core, it's really the core elements, like the sort of order of we do this, 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 and this. That's kind of what's stayed the same. But there have been additions or changes that haven't changed kind of the core of the purpose of the the coronation and, yeah, specifically the order of things. But they've kind of just I mean, it's the very British way of like, we've done tiny, tiny things and we call that modernizing. Um, so those kind of main elements are the, the oath, the anointing, which is the big religious element, um, the investing with the regalia or regalia, uh, the crowning and kind of the enthronement. And that's kind of, you know, things about that have changed over the the centuries, but that kind of, progression of we take an oath we're anointed in a religious sense um and then we get given the crown jewels and we sit on a throne that kind of has continued and that is why it's still a coronation because the monarch is still crowned with the big crown jewels
0: it's that kind of it's the is the sort of two-step anointing coronation that make it the big event and i think um the anointing is the the kind of particularly for the for the uk is that it's the important thing because the coronation is what makes it a coronation the putting the edward the confessor's crown on the head is the moment they officially in in inverted commas become monarch and the moment the coronation happens and that's probably the the shiny part of it but i think and i'm getting a lot of this from the crown so not necessarily (laughs) but the anointing is the special moment with God. And as I think, if we looked at Elizabeth II, she was such a religious person for her, that was such a key moment in the shebang.
1: You can see, see that there's still this kind of very Christian religious thread that runs through, that has run through since since we were Christian. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it is on one hand, a huge kind of, it is the, the peak of pomp and pageantry. And on the other hand, it's a very significant religious sacrament. And I think um, in some countries, it is referred to as an eighth sacrament. I remember when I went to, ch- um, to church when I was younger, learning about it as the eighth sacrament. And I remember thinking it was really unfair because I was never going to get coronation, <laughs> And that seemed a little bit unfair <laughs> that some people got more sacraments than I did. Yeah, that's not fair at all. I was like, hang on one second. was all this fairness thing happening.
1: If you look at... Um sort of other countries and who still does a coronation and who doesn't i think generally they're in countries where there's kind of the country itself has a religion has a very important part to play in the country so like in the uk we have guaranteed places in our house of lords which is part of our parliament um that are for members of the church of england so other countries who don't do that sort of thing don't tend to have a religious element in their coronations or whatever their investitures whatever they have for their new monarch so we're not we're the only European country to do this, but there are still lots of African monarchies who do it. Um, you know, we mentioned Bhutan, who do their coronation with sort of Buddhist rituals, and Buddhism is very important to uh, Bhutan as a country. So I think that's kind of how things have developed now. For most monarchies now, they do some sort of investiture they don't do a coronation because they don't have the crown on remember no crown no coronation this is my motto um and these kind of investitures and ceremonies and things can vary wildly and what I thought was interesting is I always think of the Japanese royal family or imperial family as having a coronation and I realized through doing research for this that the only reason I think it's a coronation is because it's very big and lavish and you know nobody's in sort of boring suits they're all in traditional dress and it's incredibly elaborate but actually nobody is crowned so it is not a coronation so I think I put Japan in like its own category where it's like it's an elaborate enthronement the monarch sits on the throne but they are not actually crowned because Japan doesn't have a crown in their regalia in their crown jewels
0: (laughs) yeah it's like it's a three-part extravaganza so to speak and they kind of have their sort of private um oath taking sort of ceremony and they have a huge the actual enthronement the big one with everyone there the big celebratory moment and then my my notes just say third is about food because (laughs) All the, all the facts I can find about, out about it were about all the different foods they like bring in that have different purposes. So I quite like the fact they have in this very serious um, enthronement and creation of their head of state, they have a food section, which is very fun. And all coronations really should have one.
1: Oh, yeah, I think so. They should all have a buffet in like, be- just to put a buffet in um, Westminster Abbey, like with finger yeah, sandwiches. So as they go
0: past, they can pick them up.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. These finger sandwiches represent... Uh, the death of king edward iii i don't know who he was so um uh i think like we actually got to see the um enthronement of the japanese emperor in 2019 uh so you know it's something that's relatively fresh in our memory compared to the british coronation which i've only ever seen on in films or like in videos on youtube and things um <laughs> and it's 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 really interesting i mean it feels like it does feel like when you watch it that you're watching something that's very ancient. And I think it's similar in Britain. That's why I always thought it was a coronation. And I, I only just realized that it wasn't because they they both feel that like you're watching something that has very deep roots um, within that country. And also, the whole event around the coronation takes like weeks. And there's sort of dozens of ceremonies of purification that this person's pu- purified purified yeah um yeah (laughs) i couldn't remember if that was a word um and then like the the emperor has to go and ritually inform his ancestral spirits and the sun goddess that he's taking the throne i don't know how that really goes he's just like hey guys it's me um just wanted to let you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna how be I-
0: emperor. Right?
1: <laughs> how have you been? Um, you know, I don't know how that goes, but it's probably very formal. Um, and like he, he takes his throne and he's presented with the regalia, but he's not, uh, he's not crowned. And um, so you can see, even though you know, religion is a very important part of the ceremony in Japan as well. And I have seen. A couple of uh articles about pe- people calling now for a change but it is really cool to watch it's a-
0: yeah it's weird because I think like you said it feels very ancient and when you watch it or when you watch you know parts of it you can sort of it, it creates that same kind of feeling as watching Queen Elizabeth II's coronation of this kind of being a very ancient and um historic moment and it's all sort of linked to ancestors and it's got that religious element and it feels very special but at the same time it's so completely different from the British coronation because the because culturally as countries they're so different and I think they both the two kind of styles very much suit their individual countries because the British one is very pomp and pageantry the kind of the Japanese one is this kind of it's kind of a weird one because it's so extravagant in some ways, but at the same time at its core, it's very, very simple. Yeah. Um, Which kind of seems to just fit very nicely. I I mean, I couldn't imagine the Japanese method going down well in London. Oh, no. I mean, there's a bit where um, the king has a private meeting
1: with the sun goddess and he's, I think he spends the night and, of course all sorts of wild rumors have abounded over the years about what happens and people have said and this is the japanese imperial family denies this the court denies this they've said that it's like a ceremony there's like a hundred people there and they all eat food and you know it's a very normal thing but there's obviously been lots of stories that it's some sort of religious orgy that the the emperor (laughs) has sex with the sun goddess i don't know how that works (laughs) Um, it just sort of stems from different cultures like like they have a different relationship with um, deities and with um, their ancestors than we have and so I I mean I I was actually really annoyed because I got a lot of messages back when um, the current emperor of Japan was enthroned back in 2019 being like oh this ceremony seems so archaic I was like is it Any more archaic than the fact that we have an order that's named after women's underwear the order of the garter and they all wear velvet robes and stupid hats and walk around and like it doesn't mean anything to it like that's archaic um there's not like it's it's old it's ancient but that doesn't make it archaic
0: yeah and i think because the kind of japanese sort of imperial family's faith the kind of shinto faith is very kind it's we don't know about it really not that we couldn't we could do some research but it's not you know prevalent in society unlike even though the UK is a Christian country um, and even though you know lots of people in the UK are atheist we know a lot of Islam and Judaism and Sikhism and Hinduism because we learn it in schools or because um, there are lots of other the people we see it you know in tv and films because it is much it's a much bigger religion it's followed by many more people so if we saw um a coronation that was heavily influenced by uh islam it's islam and that's a faith and that's very you know that's what they do and i think people are more accepting of it whereas this being a different faith one we don't know about people tend to go well that's just a bit weird when in the same it's the same way if you didn't know anything about christianity you'd be like why is that man putting oil on that woman's breasts? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so <not> <laughs> yeah, it it it's it's really no different. We do something that's happened for a thousand years and um we drop oil on our monarch, and that sometimes that somehow means that they're, you know, heavenly. You know, it's it, it's it's all strange because humans are strange and our traditions are strange. We don't have to do any of these things. We choose to do them. And um you know I I think it's no different it's just a different culture and I always bugged me and you know Japanese people who want to call for a different kind of celebration because obviously these things are very expensive and there has been some criticism of it you know that's fine because it's their culture but I don't really appreciate and archaic just has that value judgment in it that like it's old-fashioned but it's not suitable for a modern society And it's like babe don't talk about monarchies.
0: <laughs> gonna say, monarchies are archaic. Yeah, um, <laughs> the whole thing going on here. And then I think the only other kind of monarchy that fits into the same group or kind of just maybe a little bit lower is the Netherlands, which is very funny because their last coronation was never because they've never had coronations in the whole of history. Um, but they have crown jewels because they're still a the monarchy. And our most recent investiture so to speak of the monarch in nor uh, in the netherlands was when um willem alexander became king which wasn't that long ago um so they have obviously they have robes the monarch wears robes the um crown and the orb and the scepter are on a cushion and then it very like big letters. says and the monarch does not touch them like he doesn't even get to hold them it's quite sad um and then it's a kind of two-part service so they sit on thrones they sit on a raised kind of thrones um the monarch and the consort will sit on these thrones in robes and they swear an oath and then all the politicians sort of swear an oath back to him or her and then they will, you know have a nice party so it's really weird because they never have had a coronation there's never been a historical big celebrated coronation but they probably lean the closest in what they do to an actual coronation they just don't do any of the proper royal stuff they just dress up fan like super fancy and do a lot of oath making and oath taking yeah it,
1: it kind of it is very fancy because it does still have this element of robes and there's like tiaras and things which a lot of the monarchies don't have their kind of proclamations or investitures it is more like you say like this Japanese kind of enthronement it's not a coronation because they don't wear the crown so there's so many times but it is they do sit on the thrones and it is kind of an enthronement ceremony And I think it's not like uber religious which makes sense because The Netherlands has for the last few generations had this system of abdication where the monarch gets to a certain age and they decide, I don't I don't feel like I can do this anymore. So I'm going to pass on to the next person. And that's happened for several generations. And I think it's a great system, but it also kind of would undermine that principle of like I was chosen by God to do this for the rest of my life. And it's only when God chooses to take me that the next person will inherit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you can't really be like God has chosen me to do this for the rest of my, my life but I've decided not to, yeah. take that yeah. to God, like it yeah. doesn't go
1: down well. It does, it can't really have that, but it is still very sort of magnificent, and I mean, never forget the gown that Queen Maxima wore, it's just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life, the cape gown.
0: Oh. I was, I was very traumatized, I think a few years, well, no, quite a few years ago now, when I realized it wasn't a coronation, so to speak, and because in my head, that was the coron- the most recent coronation I'd seen. And I didn't really see it. I just kind of saw pictures afterwards. And they looked so fancy and elaborate. And then I think you must have been like, oh, yeah, most European countries don't have coronations. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I've seen one. It's lovely. <laughs> but no, then they don't get to put the crown on, just sit there on a cushion.
1: That's these special crown. I don't know who who's sort of got the, the business that sells all of these crown cushions to... Is that like a one industry? Like one person runs the the company for cushions for the crown jewels. They make one every 50
0: years. (laughs) Maybe they like get like when they, the Queen's Jubilee and she got to press that like globe that was clearly not a button, but they pretended it was a button to light up the lantern. Maybe that's the special crown jewel cushion they got out for special occasion. Maybe, maybe. Um,
1: Yeah, so it's kind of this sort of midway point. And they do also have like, other celebrations around it that other members of, or, or members of other royal families get to go and attend, which is actually a relatively rare thing um, for these sort of ceremonies. Like the Japanese, the British, and the, um, the Dutch will all have people who come and and watch um, from other countries. And uh, they usually, they'll usually be part of like a concert or um, a gala or something like that, but it is specifically connected to the investiture ceremony Um, so you know it is kind of more fancy
0: than not fancy. I just I, I just feel like I don't understand the Netherlands as a country because they're so modern in so many ways and yet of all the kind of European monarchies they go for that kind of extravaganza but not quite like they they have these really elaborate not coronations, but then they don't do the crown. And it's like, they can't quite fully commit to being a full blown, big extravagant monarchy. But also they're not going to just not do that because they are, they have got what they have got a king and queen, so they're gonna do it a bit.
1: Um, But I would say they are an anomaly in this idea that they kind of have a very elaborate ceremony where there's no crown. Usually, if it's an elaborate thing, it's like the UK and there is a crown um, or it's kind of very simple ceremonies. Those and that's kind of how most monarchies, especially the European ones who are the most famous, that's kind of how they uh, do their ceremonies now. I've kind of gone from like most elaborate to least elaborate. So like the most elaborate, I think, is probably I would say Norway. Um, their last coronation was in 1906. So I don't know if that's got something to do with it because it was one of the more recent countries to do away with the coronation as you know, as it is. So maybe that's why that they kind of they didn't want to give it up completely. They still wanted to do something a little bit fancy. Um, so like the last one we had was King Harold and Queen Sonia, and they were consecrated. So they wore fancy outfits and they went to the church and they had a religious ceremony uh to kind of give an oath and, and sort of um, I suppose it's a similar thing, function that it has in, in coronations where it's this kind of religious communion and sort of commitment uh, and the crowns are there but they don't wear them.
0: Yeah that happens in a lot of the European ones like the crowns are nearby um, and I mean if you're going to get your crown out put it on someone's head make it a coronation you don't they're not very it happen very often <laughs> let's just go the whole hog. It almost it's a weird one because we Norway is one of the kind of scandy monarchies and we view them as kind of being the progressive European monarchies. But I mean we've spoken before about how King Harold is like 78th in line to the British throne and Norway and the UK are so close in terms of their royal families right, that they're the closest in terms of fanciness. I mean my
1: theory was that it was because it was a more modern thing, but then I think there are other countries that kind of contradict that. So maybe it isn't the fact that it's a modern thing. Maybe it's just the fact that it's kind of like um, they've got that British gene in them still. <laughs> <laughs> it's the British. The British in it. So, yeah, I think they're kind of the most um, elaborate, but it is it is a more recent thing. So it's possible that um, Hakon, who's the crown prince now, that when he eventually takes on the throne, he might do something that's slightly different. I suspect he'll still do some sort of consecration in the church with the crowns there. But maybe he'll wear just a normal suit and... They'll just wear normal dresses and it'll just be a normal church service. Who knows? But, you know, like there wasn't even foreign royals in attendance. I think that's another thing that kind of goes through all of these, really. They often don't have any kind of uh, element of other royals coming in. Uh, So Spain kind of contradicts my theory of of the idea that it's, you know, the fact that the coronation is a more recent thing that they've done away with. um, That's why they still hold on to some of those traditions. Spain does away with that uh, because their last coronation was in the late 15th century. So they have, you know, and and that surprised me because I always thought of the Spanish monarchy as very similar to like the French and the English.
0: When I read it, I read it as 1949, and I thought, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. That seems like about right. And then, you know, they had the sort of mini revolution, then got the monarchy back. I thought, oh, fits in perfectly. And then I read it again, and I was like, wow, I am way out with my... (laughs) (laughs) Then I started thinking about all this, like, Tudor king, like, Spanish kings, like the Spanish Armada, and I was like, none of them even got a coronation. I know. That's so sad. One of the reasons that I
1: thought this was up there with fanciness is, you know, the king swears to uphold the constitution uh, at his oath ceremony. The crown is there. It is not worn, but it is there. And then um, they have like a church service and there are
0: thrones at the church service. So that's like, you know, they're there. I also think Spain's in a weird situation because their last king making session um, was when Juan Carlos had stepped down and he had kind of been like the prodigal king because he'd brought back the monarchy and done all this stuff and then there was all this controversy and he kind of had to step down so they were in a really weird situation i think because the spanish monarchy in its current kind of formation so to speak is so modern and so precarious they can't go too extravagant because it would be a disaster but at the same time they have to kind of give the royal element to it because otherwise, what's the point of them? Like I have a crown, but I'm going to be cool and not wear it. Yeah, I'm, I'm too cool for the crown. Yeah, obviously Spain has not had a coronation for a very, very long time.
1: But if there was only one monarchy in Europe that didn't have an elaborate coronation like the UK, I would say it would probably be Spain, which is funny because they're one of the countries that I thought would have had a big coronation and didn't 400 years ago. But now, just because it is it's a very ostentatious thing and... um. It can also be a very exclusive thing. The Spanish monarchy probably wants to exclude as few people as possible and <laughs> be like we do have this authority and we do have this place in society but we also don't want to flaunt it. And then I had Sweden. Yes. So their last coronation was in 1873 and so some of these countries had they did away with coronations because the constitution specifically says that they are not allowed to have a coronation, basically. And so it wasn't really the decision of the of the monarch themselves; it was something that was decided by government. But Sweden, being my favorite monarchy, of course, they were one of the ones where they were like, "Let's not, ju- let's just not do this anymore." So Carl Gustaf is in, was enthroned. Who's the last king or the current king? Um, oh no, I've jinxed him as well. Um, <laughs> killing them all off. Killing them all off. <laughs> um, he was enthroned in a sort of simple ceremony. He made a speech at the session. There were thrones there and the crown jewels were there on a cushion because we all love to put crown jewels on a cushion. That's something that no monarchy can resist. Um, but he didn't wear them again. Um, and again, there was no sort of foreign royals who came to watch it. It was very much just... A a kind of simple ceremony. I
0: don't want to sound like I'm a big fan of coronations but and I do appreciate the fact that they you know got the crown jewels out of storage which is always nice but I feel like sometimes these they kind of they say an oath and they wear a nice suit and it's very solemn and dignified and kind of feels like a fancy office meeting in not in a bad way necessarily but they have the crown jewels there, just to remind you that they are very, very important people who have crown jewels. But they're too, they're not going to wear them because that's too much of a reminder. And we all saw what happened in France when that happened. So they <laughs> there's a, there's a there's a sort of bunch of countries you kind of do this like, oh, we are royal, but we're not going to do the super cool royal stuff like coronations. We're just going to say, I'm king now, and I will be a good king, amen. And like. I appreciate that as a kind of it fits with the countries who do it I think despite everything if Charles's div- sort of ascension to the throne was just the um accession council people would have been a bit like what's the point give us a coronation or nothing whereas I think in Sweden everyone went, yeah sounds about fair sounds about right it seems fair enough as this as a country oh definitely yeah
1: and like he he did things um like he the velvet robes even that they were supposed to wear that like trimmed with ermine and stuff. He he just draped that over the floor, over the stairs. Um it looks like a very it looks like one of those boudoir photo shoots. Um, you know, the ones that like middle-aged housewives do, they're kind of a bit racy to get their husband going. Um it reminds <laughs> me of that, um, which is obviously not the intention. I don't or maybe it was, I don't know. Carl Gustav was a bit of a player. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, so it, it kind of, he didn't even wear that cloak. I kind of bunched Monaco, Luxembourg and Belgium together uh, because they are all kind of not the least fancy, but they are not really fancy at all. And I think the main reason I put these ones together as opposed to, because it's like, in some ways, the ceremonies are not that dissimilar. Like there's often a church service and like uh, an oath or, you know, those sorts of things. But none of these countries have, crown jewels at the ceremony and uh, you know like monaco luxembourg they don't have crown
0: jewels at all i know monaco and luxembourg aren't even kingdoms they're duchies and principalities but if i was the head of state even if i was a president i'd be buying myself a crown i think that the crown that we wear in the uk looks
1: so cheap it looks like it's made out of plastic so you could just buy a plastic crown and no one would know the difference
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, we get, we went tacky with when we thought that was a good look. Mm-hmm. So we can't judge if you're going to have something hideous. But
1: yeah, so like Monaco, there's no kind of official investiture ceremony. There's a church service, and then there's a reception where the prince meets residents of Monaco. Luxembourg, they've never had a coronation either. Uh, so there's a simple enthronement with an oath of loyalty, and then a church service, but no crown jewels. But yeah, and and then like Belgium, I've just written
0: same as above. Most exciting thing I found about Belgium, which isn't very exciting, it's kind of s- sad. Exciting um, was in um, King um, uh, Baldwin's um, enthronement investiture thing. A man shouted "Viva la Republic!" and then he was mysteriously found dead a week later. Oh my gosh. And then for King Albert's coronation, uh, fake coronation, someone also shouted "Viva la Republic!" and then it said that person was not found dead a week later. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm glad you clarified.
1: I mean, I don't want to start a conspiracy theory because this is not a conspiracy theory podcast, but um, just putting it out there. That is an interesting fact. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I think if you're not going to have a coronation, you might as well have a suspicious death to go with it. Something to keep us interested. Uh, and then the least fancy I put
1: as Denmark. The Their kind of process to their current system was quite a long drawn out thing. So the last like coronation was 1660. And it was replaced with an anointing, um, like there is in the British, you know, uh, the kind of a very religious thing. But then that was abolished in 1849. And so what happened with Queen Margrethe, who was the current uh, Queen of Denmark, uh, basically, the Prime Minister proclaimed her as Queen from the balcony of the palace. She was still in her morning dress. You know, she was still in black. And that was it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like... I know when we did our sort of margarita episode, we spoke about how it was almost touching, like how sad it was because it reminded you that it was her dad and it was very grief stricken yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, there was nothing there. And it's not like Denmark don't do glitz and glamour. Like they have galas quite frequently. Like they have a big new year gala every year and they do big galas for birthdays and things like that. But for the actual moment of getting a new monarch, they were like, let's just say you're the king or you're the queen and that's it. And therefore went, that sounds fun. We'll do that one.
1: Yeah, it was essentially like a glorified press release. um he just read it off a balcony instead of you know, putting it on Twitter because it wasn't Twitter at the time. Other countries they don't have the option of having a coronation because they don't have crowns or they've never ever done a coronation. Uh, whereas with Denmark, they have done a coronation up until fairly recent or well. 1660s, not fairly recently but they've done <laughs> fairly recently. They've, they've done an anointing they've done something a bit more dramatic up until fairly recently and they do have crown jewels but I think that the only time
0: the crown jewels come out is for the funeral of the monarch yeah for most of the countries that don't have coronations or don't use them they only put them out on the monarch's coffin which is very sweet but if they've never won the crown before it's not really their thing what's the point of it
1: and I'm not judging them for their traditions because obviously ours are bonkers but (laughs) um like when we see the crown we in we immediately associate that with the queen because she wore it a lot and people don't know the difference between the different crowns so they'll just be like oh a big crown with the velvet bit on it so that's the same as she wore on her coronation and um we associate the queen with that image very heavily whereas these other countries yeah i've never seen margaretor in that crown so when i see it it'll be like oh that's nice the first time i see it is when she dies like she doesn't get to wear it yeah nice sparkly crown you've got there <laughs> i'd be so mad if i was like i have this priceless item in my collection they were gonna wait until i die yeah
0: they'll be like, we'll put it on your coffin and it's like that doesn't count yeah. i won't even
1: be there i won't be there what, what use is that to me <laughs> i would say they're the least fancy and it really frustrates me that they do not do it the same way as the rest of Scandinavia. Because every episode we have, when we do stuff like this, we group them together geographically. And Scandinavia just magically seem to all do the same thing. And it's really easy for us. And this time, Denmark was like, you know what? We're just going to make things a little spicy uh, and just do nothing like anyone else.
0: Yeah, they were like, we would hate to be predictable. <laughs> we <can> do our <laughs> own thing. Yeah. Right. Hit me with some fun facts about coronations. Fun facts, okay. So, starting with Liechtenstein, my fun fact was they don't have anything at all. (laughs) Like they don't do anything. Like they have a replica crown, not even a real crown. And I don't know what makes a crown a replica so I am imagining it's made out of plastic. Um, And then the current prince, question mark, Hans Adam, he had a service because he wanted one, but like, it was just like he went to church like a it wasn't a specifically coronation service. So I feel like they are really winning and they're just we don't do anything. They're just like surprise, you're in charge now. And then uh Lesotho, when they uh had their last coronation, it took place in a sports stadium, which I liked. Love that. And I personally think we should move it from Westminster Abbey to Wembley because you can fit more people in. Um Charles could play a bit of football in the middle of it, which I think would go down well with the public.
1: Yeah, you could have monarchists and republicans in different colored
0: shirts. Yeah, you could have chants. It would be great. I just think you could sell scarfs. Yeah. Get your coronation scarf. <laughs> this is a real thing that we've missed out on is <laughs> all coronations. Um the in uh Toro in Africa, they have lots of like mini monarchies. And the current king of one of them was coronated when he was three um and he did the full coronation so as part of this coronation they are blessed with the blood of sacrificed animals um they sit on the lap of a virgin woman uh, for a period of time um and he they, like his dad died quite late at night so they woke him up and just started doing all this stuff and then they sent him off to greet the subjects. and my nephew was very nearly three and if you put him in a room with a bunch of people and were like greet your subjects he would love the attention last week we talked
1: about how when the queen died your your little nephew was pretending to be a wolf and was howling wow. what a lot for a little one
0: <laughs> he was when he was obviously crowned he was the youngest monarch in the world and we tend not to crown people when they're children anymore we tend to hold off a bit but I like that um in Bhutan the date is set by the court astrologer which I liked I like the that was someone had to be like, mm, the stars said no, sorry. Completely coincidental that it coincides with my daughter's dance recital.
1: Um, that's definitely not. It was definitely the stars.
0: Yeah. It's like, mm, no It was Mercury. And they're going, didn't you put this day off as a holiday? And they're like, no, that was someone else. <laughs> another court astrologer. Um, in Portugal, back in the day when they had a monarchy, King Zhao IV um, got crowned. And then immediately during the service, consecrated the crown to the Virgin Mary so no one else could ever use it because it was another special Virgin Mary crown he was like ha mine and I just quite liked that he was like I will claim this crown as my own no one else gets this crown <laughs> very monarchy um, energy <laughs> the only other one which is I'm not remotely a monarchy at all but was that when I was putting all of this together the and I was thinking about what have I seen that reminds me of a coronation or an enthronement or an investiture and there is one that happens every four years in America <laughs> when the president does their presidential oaths. and if you remove the fact it's a president from a republic and not a monarch yeah it's identical to what happens in Belgium or in you know Spain or Sweden apart from they they go up and they make oaths and there's lots of singing and dancing and they swear on the bible the religious book of the country there is no difference and it is far more elaborate in the USA than it is in Belgium In the crown out of the equation which a lot of the countries do anyway there is one country that is really head and shoulders above the rest and that's the USA so <laughs> I just thought we should really end on the note that the USA is a monarchy and is what I'm taking away from this episode <laughs> yeah we know you can vote for monarchs in lots of countries so I'm just saying prove me wrong those are some fun facts thank you very much for your fun facts that was okay.
1: We will talk about car- uh, Charles's coronation in more detail when we have more detail because at the moment we're still not past the funeral. <laughs> so we thought it might be good to just talk very briefly about what we expect to see in Charles's coronation. And I think I don't think he will mess with the order and like the main sections of like the oath, the anointing, the regalia, I, because that's like that's the thing that's
0: a thousand years old even I thought Charles was just gonna be like yeah I'm just gonna do a simple office service but yeah. I think honestly since I learned that that Netherlands um yeah. investiture was not a proper coronation I've been kind of secretly worried about this and I didn't know I was but he's I think the actual elements of the coronation of the UK have been there for over a thousand years so I don't think Charles is going to be the one, especially because he's so focused on continuing, you know, his mother's legacy. Like that's his whole thing at the moment. And I was thinking about this was that when Philip decided that he really wanted the coronation televised and kind of really pushed for it and it went really well. And they were like, Oh, this is brilliant. Like, I don't think any of them thought that when Charles went to the throne, the sort of, there would be an option of it being different because why would it be? Because they would have gone to her father's coronation not that many years before. And even to, you know, her grandparents' coronation. And they would have been so similar. Whereas I think the difference between 1952 and now is so huge. You're right. The society has
1: changed. And throughout the Queen's reign, a lot of countries have left. Britain has changed in the, you know, the level of deference towards the monarchy, the kind of multiculturalism, um, you know, it's it's a very different society in lots of ways and so I think that he will keep those core elements the same but it will be the stuff around it that is different and there'll be, I expect, more representation from commonwealth nations, uh, from other faiths.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't know if they have, I, I assume there's some kind of like reading or speech and what we tend to do, for royal things is we have one of them given by like a student from Nigeria and that's our commonwealth thing and I'd like us to do more than that maybe one of the songs is by a um, Belizean composer or something because you know that's the kind of thing Charles would be into is like music from different composers from different places in the commonwealth um, but I think the biggest change is going to be that the I don't I do crowd is like right, congregation. Um, in Queen Elizabeth II's uh, coronation, the the ladies of the audience wore tiaras and diadems and coronets, and the men wore like robes. And I don't think that's going to happen this time. Or they might not want to do anything that
1: sort of separates out the aristocracy because the aristocracy is always a huge part of the the coronation but I don't I think they'll want to move away from that and make it more about centering or if they're smart uh centering kind of ordinary people um and I don't you know there's probably some element of like they have to be there because they could sit in the house of lords and you know
0: particularly if you think about the fact that Britain's in a cost of living crisis and they know that this is going to be that key moment that could push people one way or the other in terms of republicanism. I think having a bunch of rich people in ermine and, you know, crowns, essentially, and then the poor people sitting there in suits isn't really going to be the image of modern era once, you know, Charles really wants to go for. So is all we have for today. I hope you enjoyed our shallow dive into coronations throughout history. Um and view it as a taster for the inevitable coronation episode/two parter we'll end up doing next year. Um and I hope Charles doesn't suddenly announce he's doing a coronation in 3 weeks cuz I just don't have time for that. Um <laughs> but we uh, also are not going to have an episode next week because we are busy. And <laughs> there are things going on. And quite frankly, we've been very tired of doing Dead Queen for the last three weeks accidentally. And i think it would be good if we just didn't give ourselves the opportunity to curse anyone else to death. Yeah, we're really just thinking of everyone else. Yeah, really, we're being very charitable by this choice. In the uh missing week, you can go back and listen to any of our old episodes, listen to some favorites, think about what you want us to listen to in the future. Um rate us five stars on whatever podcast app you use to listen to podcasts but until we return in a number of weeks when hopefully and we have been saying this for about six months the rules do something exciting other than die yeah other than die suddenly on us it is a goodbye from me and a goodbye from me